0: Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Reverend James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. And family, today we're going to actually be going back and continuing our series, Time to Amplify continuing time to amplify there's some more things that god has shown me and we're going to go just a little deeper in those things and i want you to actually open up your bible today to the book of acts the book of acts chapter 2 the book of acts chapter 2 beginning at verse 14 this is a very familiar verse of scripture but i believe it's going to be a true blessing for us today acts chapter 2 beginning at verse 14 and here the word of god says But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Today, we're going to speak from the subject empowered to do, empowered to do. You know, when I thought about, I was looking at this verse and in this passage and praying about the message. It reminded me there's so many things that we see, whether it's movies or or series, especially on these streaming services, where they're looking to show empowered people people that are empowered able to manipulate um, nature and natural things and and, and and lightning and all of that kind of stuff they're, they're, they're empowered more more than the natural person but I want you to know today that you do not may not realize it but you are empowered you do have power do you realize that in your body there is an electrical current and it's needed so that your central nervous system or your nervous system can send signals to your to the rest of your body and to your brain. So that's how we move, that's how we think, that's how we feel, because of the power that is in us, he's already designed us filled with power. You ought to you ought to be glad about that. That's something to be grateful for because you have that power, it enables you to move. But as we look at this. Verse here. As we look at this verse, we see Peter, he's actually responding to the people who witnessed the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that took place in the upper room. It took place in the upper room. And and of course, in the upper room, we understand that, that it says that there came a mighty rushing wind. That came to fill the room and above each of the disciples, there was a cloven tongue like as a fire. It looked like a, a, lick, a, a lip of fire was above them all throughout there. And while they were doing this, then these tongues arose and they began speaking in these other languages in people who were outside of the room. Who were there just because, because they were in Jerusalem there. And Jerusalem was very simple and similar to a port of call. There were people from all over who came there because they were transacting business. And when they came there, they're sitting there and they're hearing. This language that is spoken, which is their native language, that which they were familiar with, and they're hearing all of these things saying, God is a great God. God is a mighty God. God is one who saves and delivers. God is the one who sacrificed and laid down his life for us. God. So they're hearing all of this stuff, and they're like, wow, some of them are just amazed, and they're trying to figure out what in the world is this. But then there were others, there were others who were sitting there, and they were like, Oh, man. You know, they they must be drunk. They must be drunk. That's that's what's going on there. Now, mind you, before we go on, I've never seen an instance where someone who spoke English gets intoxicated. and All of a sudden they're speaking fluent Mandarin and talking about the glories of God. I've, I've never seen that. I'm not saying that no one else has ever seen, but I've never seen that. I've never seen someone come up who, who only speaks English, and has never spoken another foreign language in their lives. They get intoxicated and all of a sudden they're speaking German, talking about how good God is. Uh, th- that's not what I've seen, but that's exactly what they were thinking. OK, this is what they were thinking. So watch how Peter responds to it. Look back with me at verse 14. But Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunk, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. Now here, Peter wanted to address all of those that were there. It was mostly Jews. Mostly Jews, but a few of them who were not. Remember, it was a port of call for many people. So not everyone were Jews, but most of them were. But here he said he wanted to say something to them because it was early in the morning. and It was very unlikely that anybody had been drinking. In fact, it was their culture within the Jewish culture that you didn't even drink or eat anything before a certain time of day. So he's saying, why would you think that they're drunk? No, no, that's not it at all. And watch this. Peter didn't get offended. Peter didn't get offended. Let me pause there for just a moment. Peter didn't get offended. This is Peter. The same Peter that told Jesus and read him up and said, listen, no, you're not going to die. You're not going to do it. I'm with you all the way to the end. I'll give my life for you. And, and, And Jesus had to read him and said, listen, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Okay, relax, but it's okay. It's okay. here. Then Peter, when it came, he took out a sword, went swung, tried to cut off the head of a Roman soldier, wound up cutting off his ear because he ducked. So this hot headed Peter, when he hears them talking about his brethren and all of that, notice he did not get mad. He didn't get mad. He wasn't even offended, but he despised. Spelled any cynical talk that was to distract everyone from what was really taking place or what had really taken place. He said, no, I'm not going to let you pull me over this side. I got to tell you exactly what happened. So I'm not not even offended about that. I'm not even offended by that. Listen, I want to share this with you. And I want you to remember this throughout the entire year. There are some things that aren't worth fighting over. Because they are greater things worth fighting for. Do you hear me? There are some things that aren't worth fighting over because there are greater things worth fighting for. I need somebody to type in chat, know the difference. Know the difference. Know the difference between the things that aren't worth fighting over. And the things that are worth fighting for. Listen, there's sometimes you got to walk past the things that are worth, aren't worth fighting over because you got to stand up for the things that are worth fighting for. They're worth fighting for. So you got to be able to tell the difference. Sometimes people are trying to distract you. Don't allow yourself to be distracted from what is most important. Do you hear me? Do not allow yourself to become distracted from what is most important. Allow yourself to remain focused. Be steadfast this year. We're going to be steadfast. Focus on what the Lord has before us and not be moving around to things that aren't even worth fighting over. Because we understand there are greater things. There are greater things that are worth fighting for. Greater things. Turn to whoever's in your house or wherever you are. Say greater things. Greater things, there are greater things worth fighting for, worth fighting for. Look, look with me at verse 16. Look at verse 16. But this is that which which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now here, Peter connected what had taken place back to scripture that they would be familiar with. He went back. How did he do this? Remember, he was speaking with a mostly Jewish audience, so he knew they would be very familiar with this prophecy that came from Joel, the prophet Joel. And so therefore he said, listen, listen, this is the very thing that Joel was prophesying about. This is the very thing. This is that. This is that you see, even though Peter was filled with the spirit and has spoken in tongues, he continued to remember the value and importance of the word of God. Let me say that again. Even though he was he had been filled with the spirit. He's tongue talking and all of that stuff. But guess what? Nothing was more important to him than the value of God's word because he knew it was that that the value of the word. He knew the word is what would heal. The word is what would deliver. The word is what would open up their eyes. So therefore, he brought it back to the word. He brought it back to the word. I want to just give you one Slight tidbits, one, one, one little note that you should always remember. Regardless of whatever gifts you may possess and walk in, there will n- they will never supersede the word of God. Do you hear me? Let me say it again. Regardless of whatever gifts you may possess and walk in, they will never supersede the word of God. I don't care how great your word of knowledge is. I don't care how wonderful your word of wisdom is. I don't care how great your healing gift is. Whatever the gift that God has blessed you with to do, you may have a wonderful gift of administration. You can take something that's tore up from the flow up and turn it into a wonderful, smooth, smooth working and moving organization. But let me tell you something. All of that pales in comparison to the word of God. In fact, to operate that gift, you need the word. To operate that gift, you need the word so you can understand how to apply it. You understand how to hear God and respond to him. You need the word. You need the word. So regardless of your gifting, just remember. The word is always important. Peter, he realized that he said, listen, I understand this awesome experience that's happened. I understand the Holy Spirit just poured out upon us. I understand the Holy Spirit is, just, is moving within us even right now while wow, he was talking. But he went back to the word. He had to go back to the word because he understood the power in the word, the power in the word. Look with me at verse 17. Verse 17, it says, They shall prophesy here. Peter is quoting Joel 2, twenty eight through twenty nine. He's quoting those verses to the people of God, to the people. And Peter said that when, when Peter said rather, this is that this is that he was not saying this is the fulfillment of that. It's important to understand that he was not saying this is the fulfillment of that. Peter was simply letting the people know that this was the beginning of what the prophet Joel was speaking. It's just the beginning. In other words, it was a dispensation of it. It was a, a time of dispensing of it, a part of it. It wasn't the fullness of it. When you go through and you read and you look and you see the, the eschatological things that are discussed, talking about the moon turning to blood and all that kind of stuff, they hadn't seen that during that day. We, we haven't fully seen that during our day. We see things that are moving quicker, but it's not the fullness. It's not the total. So I'm not here to declare to you any ends. What I'm here to declare to you is that there's a dispensation that's pouring out. There's a dispensation that is pouring out, is pouring out. You see, um, when, 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 we, when we, are, we are about to see actually another dispensation of this very thing, we're about to see another dispensation of this very thing. There's going to be another pouring out that we're about to see. Listen, I have seen young people having a passion to understand the things of God here recently. I've seen young people. They have a passion to understand the things of God. I have also seen them want to understand God's wisdom, not just walking around saying, "Look, tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm right. I only want to be around those who are right." Now, understand. There's there's a part of them in that generation too. Don't misunderstand. But there's also a remnant, a remnant who are passionate and hungry about actually knowing the things of God. They're hungry about understanding the wisdom of God so that they can know how to apply it and they are humble and teachable. Oh my God, they're humble and they're teachable. Listen, they, they learned, they said, look, all I had to do was get one knock up upside the head. I didn't have to get two. They said, no, I just got one bruised knee. I didn't have to get a broken leg. They learned, they said, look, I, I understand. I learned quickly. A, a little pain goes a long way. And they said, Oh, I'm ready to learn now. I'm ready to submit now. To teach me. They, they didn't say they, they didn't come saying give me. They came saying teach me. They came saying made me make me mold me. They want to be made. They want to be molded in the image of Christ. This is a different day. I'm telling you, I need somebody to type and chat. There is a shifting. There is a shifting that is going on. It's going on in the land right in the middle while we see the hypocrisy that is raining down from every political office. We're seeing that happen all over the nation and across the world. We're seeing hypocrisy abound in corporate offices, but there is a remnant of people that God is calling at this hour and they are wanting to make a change. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.